Kaiser's Castle. So, folks, grab a seat on my big orange couch. Grab yourself a coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation and enjoy Kaiser's Castle. Tonight, you have Jaffe Ryder. You have Dave Milner. You have, I'll let the other gentlemen introduce themselves PSN Radio Network's own Angel Espino, Blue Collar Politics, and Naroko 5. Or Naroki 5. Sorry about that. And uh, just grab a seat, and it's time to play the game. So at this point, let's just go around the table here and talk about what do you actually think? Is there going to be a blast, or is it going to be all-out pandemonium on election night? Uh, who wants to take that first? Uh, I can take that if you want. Uh, I, I, shoot, I'm already so talking, so why not? Yeah, why, why not? Uh, I think it's going to be hell on earth if Trump loses. And it's going to be hell on earth if Trump wins. See what I just did there? But what if uh, it's no, a landslide, yeah. though? What if it's a decisive uh, conclusion, really, where there's no hard, you can't contest it, really? It's that awful. Still, oh, still hell on still, earth. Yeah, yeah because, but it won't, it won't be as bad as if it's if it's contested, though. I don't oh, know here's, here's the thing. If it's a landslide one or the other, the other side's going to be like, they cheated. It's no way they cheated. Not if, and, it's, not if it's a Oh yeah, and and the one who have the biggest argument, I think, will be Trump because look at the amount of people that show up at his rallies, uh, the way the enthusiasm for his uh, campaign has been compared to Biden. So if anybody yeah. would have cheated in this, would have been the Biden side. Right. So there's a, a very good chance that their side, uh, you know, the the Trump side might be like, no, 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 hold your horses. Because there's absolutely no way you guys won, considering there's no excitement. Uh, you guys have had absolutely no policies you've ran on. And a landslide? Are you kidding me? Where's your audience? Uh, nobody's uh, you know, supporting you. You've guys been ran out of town in certain Where's areas. Where's the paper trail? Where's the paper right. trail? Where's the, the paper trail? You guys want an extended ballot? Let's count every ballot and make it really Here, count. Here's, here's something that I think people need to think about and i mean this if it if it is that fraudulent that's when things are going to get i believe off the chain and that won't be because of the left the left will start it but uh the right will be like it's enough this is enough now shenanigans are over and then they're going to come out expertly with shenanigans and that's the thing people should really be mindful of on the left, that they've been kicking the sleeping dragon for a while. And all it'll take, and this is the thing about brinksmanship, uh, ever since the Cold War I've said this, uh, it takes a steady hand and a good mind to know when to stop. And the left doesn't have a filter. They don't have a stop button. And... So they're going to push it to the stupidity. And there comes a time, and American history has proven this out time and time again, where, as I used to say, helmet on, heart gone. You know, once I lace up my boots, that's when it's going to get live. And I haven't laced up my boots in many a year now. And that's just my thinking on that, your guys' thoughts. 
Well, you know, I think it's highly dependent on what state it's in, because it's going to be very organic as far as the response of the right goes. There'll be some states where they uh, they absolutely will not be allowed to respond because those states are run by lefties. But in other states, uh, yeah, I think I think you'll see you'll see the as you say, Kaiser, you'll see the experts come out. I mean, I've heard about several of these Antifa creeps that uh, landed in Anchorage, Alaska, and they're ready to cause trouble if, if Trump wins. Uh, <laughs> people it, people in, in that area hunt for fun. Um, you know, so those guys may well get like a uh, 308, uh, a uh, 308 caliber headache. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it. They'll get the copper pill. I know what you're saying. Kaiser, uh, to me, it... it, it the right's not going to go out in the streets and we're not that dumb. And the left's already started. So they started earlier today when they made the announcement, they had one of their so-called I'm a polling expert. And I can tell you that the polls mean more than the voting. So if the polls tell you the Democrat wins and somehow Trump wins, well, then you know he cheated to win. And they've already done that, and they've played it through all the spots in the news today, so all day long. So they're already starting the frame of mind because they've already known they've lost. So they're already starting for the to call to yeah. arms for the after action that's and they've got Antifa well placed. Yep. They've got China backing them. They've got Soros money. They've got. I, I, there are, you know, f- for Antifa not being a business, they got mm-hmm. signs on telephone poles that says, yep. uh, Do you like mayhem, whatever? Call this number and we'll direct you where to go and pay you. Yep. So there are. Bingo. Offering- yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though. I didn't say meet them in the streets. That's not how the right ever has worked. Nor did I. Uh, yeah, it's that's. Um, I've told this to people who have this sticky, wet, masturbational fantasy of civil war. I've been to war, and it's ugly. And I've I've seen war start and been a part of helping start them, and also cleaning them up afterwards. So my point is, I've seen. This becomes a war. This is not a civil war where people are lined up and, and you have a Mason-Dixon line. This is a war at doorbell level. Hold on, guys. One thing you're all missing is uh, you have to understand right now the mass media is completely leftist except for maybe a couple of networks like Fox, uh, which is kind of centrist. But even they're leaning towards the left right. a little bit. Recently. Oh, Fox is terrible in the daytime, yeah. man. They're, they're uh, horrible. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're, they're, they're starting to lean the left and it's getting scary. Even Trump has said it. But here's the thing. If we believe in the voting process and Trump wins – who is not to say that the media is still not going to say that he lost and feed that false narrative and completely dupe the nation. And no matter what the actual votes say, if they have enough people that are controlling the Electoral College say, nope, we're giving it to Biden, even though Trump won in that state, you're still getting screwed. There was, uh, I think it was one of the governors of one of the big states. It might have been Texas. Uh, you could fact check me on that. Uh, but he was anti-Trump, and he said that and that no matter what, he was ready to give his electoral vote to the Biden campaign. 
and it wasn't, not it wasn't to Trump. That's, no, it would not be Texas. And yeah, it, Angel, you make a great point, man. That that. But that's that, that, I, I, I could be wrong with this. You know, I could be wrong with. I could be completely wrong with the statement. It was a governor that said that not so long ago, um, and those were basically his words were, even if Trump wins, my electoral vote is going for Biden, and that means your vote in the state. Fuck you, it doesn't mean anything. And if the narrative in the mass media is to overturn, rig this election, it doesn't matter if we voted for Trump because they're going to tell you the, what they want anyway. I get what you're saying. My point is, I guess my greater point on this one is there there will be a decision one way or the other, come shit or bleed. And uh, it'll be settled you know, soon enough. The election's two days away. Not even. It's one day away. Today's the second. Um, so get out and vote. That's all I can say. Um, you, you may not think your voice is heard, but it will be. Uh, there will be chicanery and everything. And like I said, this is... And I understand what you were saying earlier, brother. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth either. But de facto, we've been in a cold civil war since 20 probably since 2000 actually since they contested the election of bush and obama exacerbated the entire situation by dividing this nation along racial sexual and every other line that he could fucking put a wedge in and that's the the hateful thing that his legacy is and Biden's the same way, and Harris is that on steroids. She's worse than Musha, Michael Obama. So that's my only point. Well, I'd like to say, stick here, my nose in here. Um, that, what Kaiser say it is is on point because the more actual votes there are for Trump out there, the harder it's going to be for them to cover it up and to do what Angel is talking about which is to completely change the narrative. If, if people are lined up around the block, for instance, like they have been at the polling stations to vote, and they're pretty much voting for Trump, it's really going to be difficult to come on the air the, the next day or five days from now or nine days from now, whenever, whenever the uh, declarations are going to be made, and say that Biden won if if the votes are overwhelmingly for Trump. So every vote this time is going to count. Let's exactly. hope that, uh, let's hope that you're right on that. I, I still, uh, you know, fear the, the media and the way they can manipulate and spin things. I mean, uh, did you ever think that in this country you would see some of the things you've seen in 2020? I mean, really think back uh, where you have people shamed to the point that somebody tells them to kneel and say Black Lives Matter in the middle of the street, and people are doing this. And, uh, I mean, where 90-year-old women are walking and just minding their own business, and they're getting punched in the head by Antifa members, and and nobody blinks an eye. Yeah, Yeah, nobody blinks an eye. Yeah, but but see, here, look, I... Angel, you guys, look, in 2000... What we're looking at right now is what's called a color revolution. And this has happened during the Arab Spring. Angel, you guys know I know about this crap. And um, we've seen it in Eastern Europe where we've fomented insurrections there. 
This is the CIA playbook all the way. They, everybody forgets on my program, I've talked about it all the time, the three M's you need for a coup d'etat. You need the money, the media, and the military. Without one of those legs, this coup stool will not stand. And it's a seven-point plan that was put out under Obama, actually, where he perfected the different color revolutions. The only revolution he didn't support was the revolution to get the Ayatollahs out of uh, Iran, the Green Revolution, if you guys can remember that back that far. And so here's the point, is they have the media, not just regular media, lamestream media, but they also have um, social media. Social media has already said you can't pronounce anybody a winner or they'll shut you down or shut down that post. Call it false news as they've been doing for this entire election cycle. Try to post something positive about Trump on Facebook. See where that goes. Nowhere. They'll say fact check. And the fact checkers, a Democrat organization. And then uh, you look at the money. Yeah, they've got money. Lots of communist money coming in. This is communist back. Too, and CIA money, I'm sure. There's some black dollars that have went into this op. And uh, the IC, everybody but DIA is swarming into this right now. I guarantee it, uh, just for reasons. Uh, but they don't have the military yet. And they're even trying to do a false, like we got the military by having old generals that are retired acting like they're still generals. They are. I mean, they have a retired ID card that says General of the Army, General of the Navy, Marine Corps, whatever. But um, they're, they're not sitting. And Trump has done a good job of weeding out the bad generals. And Obama just purged generals left and right. And I meant that in the classical sense. Uh, so... That, that that was yeoman's work of what Trump has done with that. And it's all been done quietly. Yeah, he's been compromised a couple of times by Bolton. Uh, I liked Mattis. His war fighting skills were excellent. But his decision making in politics, in general officers and admirals, are uh, they go to a political school. They go to admiral or general school. Uh, general schools at Fort Leavenworth, California. Or Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Gee, many Christmas. It is getting late. Yeah. And uh, so that's the one thing they don't have. And what did I say about the coup stool? You need all three legs or it will not stand. And I think we'll see. You know, it's just my opinion. Your guys' thoughts. Well, you know, you also have to remember that Obama did something that raised an alarm with me back in the day. Not only did he purge a lot of of general officers, he also purged a lot of um, field-grade officers and the thing that bothered me the most, non-commissioned officers. You can't have a stable military without non-commissioned officers. You just can't. Right, they're the backbone of the military. But uh, it, that was a riff. Um so they were just trying to get rid of people because when Democrats get in, sadly, here's what they do. They cut the military to the bare bones. And it's, it's been systemic. The last great Democrat president we had was JFK. And uh, he would be a Republican now if he was alive. 
And that's the whole point, man. I mean, they just do not like the military and they'd rather spend the military money on social programs. And I've run into too many quote unquote Democrat sided people. And that was one of the things I was bringing up about the Christian Democrat party in Germany is Angela Merkel's party is the Christian Democrat party, which is a leftover from East Germany. You guys can check that out and you'll find out I'm exactly right. So there you go. Uh, that's my two cents on all that shenanigans, but there's just me and Dave who've talked. So Jaffe out angel and politic politic. Sorry. I got to go look. Blue I'm bad collar politics. Blue collar politics. Thomas yes, Fry. Yeah, Thomas Fry. You guys I, like, as I like to call him Tommy T. As I like to call you Angel Espino. Yes. Paisan. You're really, you really harping on that Espino part. Yeah. Paisan. It, it, it's like you're my Geppetto and I'm your Pinocchio. There you go. Pinocchio. It's Pino. Somebody's got to be the Frito. Come on. Frito Benfino. I'm I'm smart. I'm smart. (laughs) Frito. Just so long as it's not me. Did you guys see the uh, the meme that we made? Was it the Frodo? Frodo Como? I guess. uh, Didn't. Didn't Angel, didn't you help make that one? Or somebody, I forget, there was some other person we had out there who put that together for us. We're not uh, technically skilled in that capacity, unfortunately. But, yeah, it was because the whole thing was, was, was Frito. We, so we just messed with it and tweaked it a little bit. The Frodo, Frodo Como, and took the, the Fro, Frodo character from Lord of the Rings and popped his face in there. So it's the sort of thing that which is an insult to Frodo because he's actually pretty cool of a character but free yeah, though yeah. it's not just, just more for him to complain about and True. we're hoping to we're hoping we're just kind of tr- just trolling the guy basically and because <laughs> he's such yeah. a what a what a what a uh, just what a whiner man what a really uh just so insecure so insecure Hypo- hypocrite off- hypocrite you know, is the, the best word because look, this is the guy who uh, bitches about Trump and the whole mask, uh, you know, stuff, and blames him for breaking oh. quarantine. And this is a guy who was busted breaking quarantine several times. Uh, you know, doesn't wear a mask. Uh, does nothing but complain about stuff that he does himself. So he's one of these do as I say, not as I do. You know, this is quarantine. Well, bu- this this quarantine thing is bullshit because that's only for yes. sick people. And if you're quarantining yeah, yeah. a healthy population. That's more like house arrest. It is house arrest. Right. It's, it's, yes. It's, that's just not cool, man. That's unacceptable. And I've, I haven't been fucking, you tell, there's this, any opportunity I get here to fuck with things and to just go out and walk along the street without a mask or through the park. Uh, there's some places where I can't because of the work regulations, the bullshit that they're, uh, they've implemented, as with so many places. But wherever I can, I definitely, you know, float my freedom and it's like use it or lose it kind of deal for sure i so. only i only go everywhere without a mask and if they say you have to have a mask i'll say uh americans with disability act if they're like we don't care i will exit the place i will not give them my patronage what's the americans what's the well, disability act got to do with anything i don't understand How does oh, that fly? You can, well i went to my doctor and, of course, my doctor said I had COPD, and so uh, wearing a mask impedes my ability to get air in, being a veteran. And uh, so I can't wear a mask. I have a little 
nebulizer well, thingy. You need so, to carry a ventilator around everywhere you go. Then that's just the way you got to do things. No, right? no, I, I just, I just don't go in. But I've not worn a mask, and they just started this bullshit mask shit in Ohio a couple, maybe a month and a half ago, yeah. and it was for the election. Even though we have a Republican governor, he showed his uh, true teeth uh, on what he really is. Now there is something. Uh, that was brought up about Fredo. You know, they pulled my video response to Fredo the day after he made a big deal over being called Fredo. Fredo is not a derogatory Italian remark. I'm half Dago. You know that. And I've been called Dago, Wop, Spaghetti Nigger, Italian Nigger. It doesn't matter. You know, it, 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 I'm half Sicilian, man. And the thing that irritates me is I said exactly what I just said there, and there's nothing objectionable. Those things are real slights and slants on the Italian-American community, Fredo's not one of them. Fredo was a character in The Godfather who was an idiot. He was the idiot brother. And no matter who you are, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, everybody has the idiot brother. And Well, that's what he's objecting to because that's what yeah. they're equating him to, the idiot brother, which yeah. he is. I mean, the shoe fits, Fredo. You know, you are the idiot brother. Oh, um, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Now, my thing about the masks, all right, and this is the advice I gave to people on EDL radio earlier today when it came to going in and voting in person. All right, uh, don't let the uh, the mask debate be the hill that your vote dies on. Okay, take the stupid thing with you along with your cheat by mail ballot. All right, if they, if they insist on you wearing the stupid thing in while you go and vote, just go ahead and wear the effing thing and then vote and then take it off because you don't want to have your vote denied to you because because you don't have a stupid mask. I mean, I'm I'm totally with everyone who says that masks don't work. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Norway did a study that said masks had minimal effect if any. Uh, they won't even let a uh, a mask study that Denmark did uh, out the CDC won't let it out for a peer review. Okay, which that tells anybody everything they need to know about how effective uh, the danes found masks to be it's yeah. it's just like well okay the new england journal of medicine before they pulled this okay the new england journal of medicine said basically wearing a mask in a hospital unless of course you're uh, you know an, an actual employee of the hospital and whatnot it, it's it's just like uh wearing a wearing a cross or a star of david or something right that's uh <laughs> You know, in, in other words, it has practically no effect. Dave, this is going to blow your mind. Um, this is an airborne virus, supposedly, right? Um, here's the kicker. Airborne viruses also go in through your eyes. Yep. Andrew, Andrew and uh, probably all of your skin. Who knows? Correct. Yeah, know. So if you're not wearing protective, uh, like a rubber, or, yeah, like, like, Throughout your entire body, uh, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be subject to getting this thing regardless, because it can easily enter your eyes, people. So that's why, you know, some people are like, yeah. By the way, don't rub your eyes or, or you know, put your fingers in your mouth, uh, because that could do it. Uh, but it doesn't matter if it's airborne. 
you don't have to breathe it in through your nose, you dumb dumb. It'll go right into your eyeballs. And uh, guess what? You're still fucked with the COVID. So it really, the mask is a joke. It's, re- it's just fear-mongering to fool masses into wearing a mask. And because, you know, this is another form of mental enslavement, manipulation. And uh, this is the way they, you know, they make you believe that things are a lot worse than they really are. Uh, Again, this goes on with the mass hysteria. Look, I have many health issues. If anybody should have been dead by now is me. I go everywhere without a mask. And I'm in a hot zone here in Florida. And uh, guess what? No COVID. I haven't gotten uh, the flu all summer. Uh, and you know, I, I've actually been doing a lot of errands recently cause I had an issue that I don't, I don't want to get into, but, um, let's just say that I've been doing a lot of errands on the side here and I, I go everywhere. Angel, flu Angel free. you know that 20, 20% of all, uh, cold viruses actually constitute and qualify as uh, COVID essentially. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 20% yeah, yeah, yeah. of the cold viruses yeah. are are covid you know so you what so that's automatically it's like i'm taking 20 percent out of these stupid calculations that are being made given the fact that uh, uh, you know this from the you know basic default position i'm working from is that uh it's it's largely being driven by politics and mm-hmm. either you want it you want to, they want to blow right. it out of proportion just like with any issue they want to blow it out of proportion or they want to downplay it it's a, it's a, they do the same fucking thing over and over again depending on how they want to approach the issue just i mean just that's obvious so it's men- this, it's, yeah it's mental masturbation i'm I, you know and it's also enslavement what was the old yeah. Stephen Molyneux? This is the uh, story of your enslavement. You know, what yeah. do masks do? They depersonalize you. Uh, yeah. in, human, in human conversation as an interrogator and an investigator, I need to see your face. I need to see any inflections that your face might make to actually communicate with you effectively. And that's just gonna be a great idea there, Kaiser. If I, if I, said, I got a cop that wants to talk to me in Korea here, I'll be definitely throwing my mask on. Thanks for re- reminding me. So, yeah. That's oh, not, right. not only that, also, it makes it easier for the common criminal to punch somebody in the head and get away with it because they, the, they got a mask on. And, Dave and Moranis? Was that, or who's that? Rick Moranis? No, who's that yeah, guy? yeah he, he got Rick punched Moranis. in the head by somebody and the guy was wearing a mask cause, uh, and he was caught <laughs> on video. So, how are you going to like identify the guy? You can yeah. now, so people get away with doing this kind of shit to a, an iconic actor who's just minding his own business, walking down the, the street, you know, trying to get home, and he gets punched, nearly knocked to oblivion. And this, this is like a good dude. I mean, this guy, remember, he left Hollywood when his wife passed away so he could raise his family in the middle of having a very successful career. And yeah. uh, he, he did to raise that, his that kids. That is respectable, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's a good guy, lives- and... He lives you know? in a well-off area of Manhattan. Yeah. So, and that this is out of play. This is not a norm for that area. So Correct. it just goes to show you that the terrorism is extending. I mean, shit, you had people yeah. in suburbia in, in the U.S. that have uh, been uh, getting attacked. But going back to COVID, look, you guys all remember it was March when I... Flew all the way down, made it down to Brazil. I had to stay there for three days because the country that I was going to shut its damn borders. 
and I had to wait for a flight and come back with embassy staff and their kids. And uh, my phone was dead from the time I left Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah, my phone was completely dead from the time I left Atlanta. And when I got into the car with my wife, I plug in my phone to charge it. As we're departing the airport, I am not bullshitting you. Instantly, CDC. Now, my phone is bought with cash. I always top it up with cash. I buy the little pay-as-you-go cards because it's a throw phone. And I get a notification from the CDC to a phone that they don't know who owns it. And it says, you have been out of the country in a known spreading place, which was Brazil. Uh, You must quarantine for 14 days. Do you think I quarantined? I can give you two words. Fuck and no. And uh, nobody I know has gotten it. I've not even heard about anybody that's within our general circles, my wife and everybody on FB and all the other social platforms. I've not heard one person say they had COVID. I've heard people say, I think I might have had it. I think I might have had it. But they don't know for sure. So, yeah, it's it, to me, it's it's a it's something, but it's a flu and it may be a bad flu. But I don't I think it is overhyped. Your guys' thoughts? Well, I'll acknowledge that it's a bad flu. Uh, I mean, uh, a, a bad flu, not quite as bad as the Spanish flu that just ugh, just did a roto-rooter through soldiers in World War One. Um, you know, that right. was that was bad, man. Uh, you know, that one did a number on an entire generation. Um, is it, so it's not even that bad, but it it's bad enough. Okay, it's it's about it's about like the Hong Kong flu in 1968 and look at guys you know ironic being old like i am um (laughs) i have good memory of what was going on in 1968 you had the whole hippie movement happening you had all these excuse me you had all these concerts going on we uh our astronauts flew around the moon in 1968 vietnam was going on in 1968 i mean it was all on and happening and at the same time we dealt with the Hong Kong flu and they're acting like this thing is, is like, you know, Ebola combined with the Andromeda strain. Anybody remember that movie? Yeah, I remember it. Yep. That was classic. That was back in what? Early seventies. Yeah, I it? think right around 1970, I'd, I'd have to look it up on IMDB, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was like, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it was, um, it, it, it was basically a disease. It's like, you know, if you if you found yourself in the same room with it, you were dead. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, 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 basically. But, yeah, no, they, like you said, man, um, 68, you had the riots. I mean, do we see a mirror image? I think that they're trying to recreate 68. They said that during the last election after Trump got uh, elected, and I think a lot of people forgot that, that the left actually squ- shouted that they must recreate 68 and they have done that for this election so they put their plan yeah. out there yeah yeah oh didn't uh was it gretchen uh whitmer or her name or the, one of the uh one of the governors or whatever the hell she is uh she had a, a thing on an interview where it says 6845 which uh i don't know if you guys caught that yeah, that was to get rid of 45, which is 45th president. Right. Uh, and and they made a big deal about that. You know, whatevs. I mean, you know, that's all 
that's all their little cutesy way of social signaling. Um, it's still cultural Marxism, but the left always thinks they're too clever by half, and and they're not. And the, here's the thing: I have an advantage, is I did come from the hard left, and um, you know, and the military is what woke me up as a young kid. I, I was a rebel without a clue. And I knew everything, even though as old as I am now, I know I know very little, even though I may know something. And um, to, you know, it, it just boggles my mind that I know where they're coming from. And there's something about an everlasting adolescence that I believe the left have. Uh, Beautiful. I love that, man. Yeah, because they don't want to leave their teenage years where they could just be a rebel without a clue. And this is a cause, man. We got to, you know, I was punk rock when punk rock was actually fucking punk rock. The Ramones, you know, all those people back then. Johnny Rotten. Shit, we got Johnny Rotten voting for Trump. That's Cry. right. That's right, man. I was going to say, yeah, John Lydon did endorse President Trump. He did. Yeah. So, I mean, the the whole Ramon was a conservative, too, which blew me away back in the day when Johnny Ramon said he's dead now. But when he said he was a conservative, um, the, the whole point is that, you know, I get their angst, but they there's the problem is a lot of these kids. And I do think some of them are useful. Well, not some of them. Ninety percent of them are useful idiots. And that point being said, they're making mistakes at a very young age that they're going to have to live with for the rest of their lives. I mean, especially the idiots throwing Molotov cocktails and explosives at police. Dude, they're going away 20-some years, man. They're, they're not going to have a normal life. They're going to they're gonna learn about prison sex, and they're going to learn about forced, uh, in, uh, uh, not integration, but separation, because the prison gangs, like it or not, they're separated by races. And that's just the fact of the matter, man. So the, these young yeah. kids, they're, they're screwing their lives up. Well, and there's another aspect to this, fellas. Um, and that is all of these young people now that are uh, choosing to be a different sex because of this whole, um, you know, multi-sexual fad that's going on. And that's really what it is. It's driven by the media and the Democrats love it. The left loves it because they can section people off, you know, the trannies and, and the gays and all this, whatnot, you know, you know, LGBTQ, RSE equals MC squared and all that other stuff. But I think, fellas, that you're going to find in, um, you know, probably by about 2000, you know, the uh, the mid 2030s, you're going to see more and more people who made these who made these pretty much permanent choices as younger people, pardon me, um, come out and say, my God, you know, what, what have I done to myself? And it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an amazing, uh, an amazing thing to watch them transform their, uh, their whole outlook. Tucker Carlson had a real interesting, uh, episode once. I wonder if you guys saw it. Uh, he actually had a, a, you know, a trans woman who was older. I mean, uh, looked like maybe, 50 some late 50s early 60s maybe and uh you know she was on about with another woman uh 
it was back when the girls were losing the track meets and it was about not being fair for, you know, trans women to compete against women. It's not necessarily women's sports anymore is basically the gist of it. And that woman was in lockstep. When you have people like Camille Paglia, noted lesbian and, and, and the same thing with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tammy Bruce, uh, and leftist. And when you have them being called right wing, what is this upside down world that we're looking at? Well, it's the upside down world of Maoism and Marxism. And that's the only, only way you can say it. Your thoughts? Well, you kick away the norms and you can replace them. That's, that's how I see it. I don't know how Angel feels. Well, that's exactly what they've been doing. I mean, that's what this uh, movement's all about. It's taking away the norms, taking away our status quo, taking away our statues, taking away our way of thinking, our way of doing things, our structure, uh, the very fabric that makes us who we are here in America. Uh, it's complete takeover, and I've called it for a long time now, a Trojan horse. Uh, and it's been going in from within. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the old of the show 24, and uh, on that show, you saw within the government how things were corrupt in a way that a lot of people thought it was fiction, but a lot of that is based on, I think, on stuff that could not only really happen, but probably has happened. We're just not aware of uh, some of these people that are infiltrating the government. And a lot of that, now we're starting to see uh, for ourselves the sinister characters that are infiltrated within Congress, uh, within some in the Senate, uh, within you know political talking heads in in the media, uh, people that are completely sold out, and the more you look at what they're doing, the more you know if you're a rational human being and a and a clear thinker, you could tell that they're completely taking over, and uh, it's being done at a record number uh, this year in particular, uh, because it's election year and uh, this is when the year it's uh, the year of the fix uh, for them, and this is, uh, they're trying to still fix. Uh, their narrative uh, what, from where they failed in 2016, and that uh, the global domination that they were like you know in full speed mode ahead on. And again, I said it: Trump is the monkey wrench. That's why he became an enemy number one at the moment yeah, he was well, sworn in. That makes sense. But yeah. I'll tell you, I think I've said it on this program before. It might have been even with Dave. Um, the most realistic shows I've seen about cops was Barney Miller and uh, Hill Street Blues because it shows yeah. a lot of the uh, the paperwork and the grind and stuff. And it's funny, but I, 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 I say the two stylistic versions kind of get it correct, but it's real stylistic, was Miami Vice. And the other one was, um, believe this or not, the X-Files. Federally, you remember every, it seemed like almost every, few episodes uh Mulder's boss Mulder and Scully's boss was out trying to hammer him trying to get Skinner. him in trouble or something yeah. Skinner yeah yeah and then yeah. and then he turned out to be a decent dude yeah but you have more of that ass fuckery in the federal service than you will ever see uh well po policing in general uh you'll see it a lot but federal it really does get political and I try to tell her, like, Skinner's character would have been considered an SES, a special executive service in the FBI. Well, I and, mean, his, his story arc was cool because he, he was genuinely thought he was doing the right thing 
going against what Mulder was looking at because he really believed what he was being fed, that it was all, you know, bullshit. And, uh, yeah, and uh, that's why he appointed Scully to, to kind of, like, oversee what he was doing, uh, you know, and report that it was all nonsense and, and uh, it was, you know, because in his mind that's what he was assured of. And then he became a believer as the series went along because he saw for himself Intent. This is what I was getting at. As the rest of us are seeing for ourselves, we are the Skinners, right? That man. That sounds even freakier. Uh, but we are that character in, in the collective uh, because we're now starting to see and we're starting to awaken to the deception that the left has been, uh, you know, doing for the last uh, decade. And, and really, I, I would say even longer than that. I mean, even pre nine eleven. Since Cronkite. Since Cronkite. I'd yeah, say that's a easily. good assessment. And, and yeah. you know, I can remember my grandfather talking about, uh, you know, the, the standard conspiracy theory stuff. We never went to the moon, um, you know, all sorts of things like that. And that came from his experience. He was in World War One. OK, and he was he was in the trenches in World War One. Uh, and, you know, he uh, he was uh, obviously as as a uh, soldier in the U.S. Army, he was regimented and everything. He he'd been through the government mill officially, and he saw his sons, uh, a couple of his sons, go off to World War II, and they they came back with stories about, for instance, the Red Cross um, selling uh, the supplies that uh, that Americans donated instead of just giving them to the troops and things of that nature. Uh, he and my grandmother had all this experience with what government had been doing underhand in the earlier parts of the 20th century. And, and uh, my God, man, by the time, by the time we reached, you know, the, the mid 1990s, um, you began seeing shows like um, Stargate SG-1 um, and uh, the X-Files, and you began to see computer games like Deus Ex, the original Deus Ex, guys. Um, if you want a, if you want a, a computer game that you can play that is, uh, that'll play on almost any uh, PC, go out and get Deus Ex. There's a great story that goes along with it. All right. Um, the, uh, the idea that government hasn't been straight with us is is in generations old and it's just gotten worse because we've seen proof that now that they've lied to us in the past i mean you guys remember when the irs came out and said well after the fact uh, oh yeah by the way our bad yeah we were targeting tea party movement people yeah back in the day so, learner yeah, exactly. When when you see when you see stuff like that, when they actually come out and admit it, is it any wonder that people don't trust the government now? No, it's not. And that's the thing too. the The federal workforce has expanded to an unprecedented degree, uh, just in masses of folks, and especially in and people don't realize there are ninety seven different police agencies federally. You know, I I remember funniest. Uh, thing was I was working a case it was about MREs you know whatever it was a government thing and I was working for DLA at the time and um, anyways uh, this dude comes on and he, he's from Department of Agriculture I'm, and he's a gun carrier and I'm like oh nice what, what do you what do you do police cows I'm making a joke with him and uh, <laughs> dude goes yeah man no I'm here just to check on the actual stuff 
you know, that the food, you know, where it was got and stuff like that and trying to backtrace some of the problems. And I'm like, yeah, I figured that. I said, I was just busting balls. And, and that's the thing. I mean, dudes can bust balls with each other. I mean, that's what dudes do. Uh, but, you know, it's gotten to a ridiculous point to where everybody gets their ego involved in shit. And unfortunately, I think these eternal adolescents, uh, they allow their ego and hubris to uh, really guide their actions. And, um, you know, that that's just problematic on so many different levels. I mean, when you're constantly convinced that you're right, and everybody else is looking at you like, huh? Even if you get it dictated by law or mandated, like, you know, political correctness, and every HR is infected with it, critical race theory and all that other horse shit. Um, and the government is too. Trump finally stopped that in the government. Thank God. You know? Amen. Um, but that, that stuff's an infection, and it's all cultural Marxism. And... You know, critical race theory, anytime when you're going to school, if you're going to college, folks, young folks, if you're out there listening, if you have studies at the end of a course, like women's studies, black studies, Asian studies, whatever, uh, realize that you're being indoctrinated by a Marxist. Because honestly, when people used to get degrees in like feminist dance or some shit, we'd be like, yeah, unemployable. No, they found employment. They found employment in HR. They found employment in colleges. You know, academia is is the major source of this, and that goes all the way back to the Frankfurt School. Well, I'll tell you this, guys. Um, Kaiser, you've just pointed out, I think, a major reason why Trump is is going to win unless the Democrats cheat. And this this is goes back to the reason that Brexit passed. Okay. Um, Jeff Mitchell mentioned this today on EDL radio and he's damn right. Okay. Everybody uh, who is actually not a racist and that's almost everybody is sick of being called a racist. Okay. Uh, they, they had a thing over in the UK, they called project fear, which was that, and you know, before the Brexit vote, everybody was just hammered. If you, if you vote leave, then you're a racist. You're a this is and a that is and a this phobe and that a phobe, but you're mostly a racist and you don't want to be a racist like all the other racist racists, do you? And that the same thing is going on here in the United States, but you don't even have to do anything to be called a racist. In fact, there was one of the people working uh, for these, one of these companies at this uh, corporation. And she basically said, look, you know, if, if you're white, you're a racist and you're always going to be a racist. And there's nothing, any, nothing you can ever do about being a racist. You're a racist. Nobody else can be a racist, but you can be a racist. People are sick and tired of that. And for the people who are not white, who are listening to this, they're sick and tired, I, I believe, okay, and I could be wrong, all right, but they're sick and tired of these idiots, uh, you know, being the croupier, throwing out the race card when there is, there are still a few serious racists around, and they want that dealt with, as, as do, as do, you know, you know, a lot of the white people, okay, almost everyone in the United States of America wants the serious, the serious racists to be dealt with but there's not a white supremacist under every bed but the left wants to make people think they are so they've been hyping all that and i think that 
votes for Trump are going to be a response to this. Uh, not only do I agree, I think that's why Trump is doing so much better this year than in 2016 when it comes to the Latino and African American vote, because these are folks that, uh, you know, for a long time have been taken advantage of uh, by the Democrats where they come get your vote and then they forget about you for the next four years or two years or whatever. Uh, but they've seen out for themselves how Trump said, hey, give me a chance. What do you got to lose? And by the first three years, he kept up his end of the bargain. And after eight years of Obama, you know, we got nothing. And, uh, you know, that resonated with a lot of people. And I think that is partly why Trump is doing so much better this time around, where you might have a, a typically Democrat city in a county in Miami-Dade County flip red. And, guys, you have no idea how unheard of that is. That's like, uh, I mean, that's like California tipping red also. That's how big that is. Well, I mean, here's. Here's the thing I'll say. I agree with you on that, but here's the thing I say, I'll say. Just going back to where where he was going with this, um, I said to the left a long time ago: when everybody's a racist, no one is a racist. And what they've done, or or a Nazi, or a fascist. And back to your point, Dave, on this, and I know this from uh, being a, a Fed and talking to folks back in the day, uh, people that were in different agencies. Uh, if you go to a Klan rally today, let's say there's 10 people there, right? Well, one or two might be Bubba's. That means just a regular dude going there to see what's up with it. And you have eight to nine other people who are either confidential informants for an agency or another, and the other ones might actually be full-blown agents. And everybody's trying to entrap the two Bubba's or the one Bubba to get him to do something stupid. I mean, look at what happened with the whole quote-unquote kidnapping of the governor of whatever, of, of Michigan. Uh, yeah, that several, was a joke. Yeah, several of the people were confidential informants sent there by the FBI to entrap people. And th- that's the whole point. And, you know, it's, it's just ridiculousness. And, you know, the, the left has done a real good job of giving a mask for Antifa, and for Black Lives Matter, everybody forgets Black Lives Matter in 2015 shot six cops in uh, Dallas and I believe wounded nine of them. I didn't forget, man. I didn't yeah. forget at all. And and they were Marxists back then. And they haven't changed their stripe. They just got to be accepted because of George Floyd. You know, the optics of that. And, and the problem with that is Chauvin's probably going to not get off on it because that methodology was actually taught by their state. It was accepted training. and uh, Not their state, but their city. So, to be clear, I want to be very clear, clarity matters. And so he, he basically followed his guidelines of his agency. So I won't be shocked if Chauvin gets off. And that's what sparked all this was George Floyd. And they said he already had enough to OD from the time they picked him up. So, yeah. we have a problem here, you know? A complete problem. And, uh, you know, the, the hypocrisy of the left is in the actual funeral of George Floyd, like Elijah Cummings and, and uh, uh, John Lewis, uh, they hate the flag and they denounce this country, but yet when these uh, gentlemen were buried, 
they had the American flag on their casket. Uh, so how much do they hate the flag if uh, they actually put the American symbol on uh, the casket of uh, people that died uh, under something they hate that much? Uh, it boggles the mind. I mean, the, I think the train that, of thought. I think that was done more of a slap in the face to the police, military, and firefighters because that's the normal yeah. send-off for veterans or cops or firefighters yeah. that have died and, you know, and trying to save other people. And George Floyd didn't save anybody. If anything, he sparked a, re- a renaissance of BLM. And uh, that that was a, a troubling event. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that the cop was right or wrong, but he did follow policy. Um, he's more wrong than right. Let me rephrase that. Clarity does matter. Well, here's the other uh, thing. That's not only used here. That's used in other parts of the world. I've seen uh, oh, I in Europe. Yeah, well, they use the same tactic. Oh, well, you damn that. right it is. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. there, there's the case of Mr. James Richardson, who, um, you know, um, a few months ago now was um, a part of a uh, of a an anti-lockdown protest in Trafalgar Square in the UK, in London. And uh, the cops, the cops, you know, uh, beat, you know, just smacked him on the head with a baton and they kneeled on this guy. Uh, there's six of them. Um, you know, I have witness testimony of that that I put on air. Six, um, you know, uh, London cops kneeled on this guy until he died. Thirty damned minutes. Thirty minutes, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it it's it's the optics too. That's the thing I used to tell people when I train them. Everybody has a cell phone now, so everybody has the ability to take pictures and video. Back in the day, it was just pictures. Back when I first started telling people about this, when I trained them, and it was my first agency. It was perfectly accepted, and also as a military policeman in both the Army and Marine Corps. If you were ground searching somebody to put your knee on their back or shoulder, and if they started to get squirrely, you just put your weight down on your knee, right? And that's for cuffing or, you know, searching from the ground. And what ended up happening was uh, the optics looked really bad. And the federal government, when I went to train for uh, DLA as a police officer, I had to... uh, I got called out on that technique and said, don't do that. The optics. And I never forgot that. And I never did it again. But that being said, folks, thank you for being here for this three hour extravaganza with angel, uh, Dave, myself, uh, politics. What was the What was the names of those? Uh, Tommy T Thomas Fry, Thomas Fry, Jaffe Ryder. And, The other guy. No, he he wasn't here. The uh, the other guy who was uh, not here tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thank he's, you for sitting on my big horns. He's still sky watching. The other guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sitting on my big orange couch. I'll let you grab your coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation as you exit, and I slowly raise the drawbridge. And that concludes this episode of Kaiser's Castle and Castle Talk Radio only on PSN Radio Network.